There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. From high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium, here's Steve Scaleri, Chris McSweeney, and Bob Herpin. Live at Harry Harvey Stadium for the start of this fourth quarter. Marple Newtown leads 34 to 7. And Ryan Duffy here on a second down and four. Number 62, Greg Grusho in there on the tackle. No, appears to get the first down and does. As we are now just slightly less than 12 minutes away from a rousing and in, in many quarters, Chris, unexpected Marple Newtown victory, especially one so convincing. Yeah, I. I expected them to come out strong, but really from the get-go, they completely dominated this game. So well, we'll address this at the end of the game once the clock hits all zeros, but there are some in this community who wrote that the Tigers didn't have much of a chance, but the Tigers have responded a hundredfold to those questions. Johnson under center. He fixes a hand off to Diagordi, goes up the middle to Duffy again. Number eight, Chris Stefano on the tackle. And he gets as far as the 35. So that's all you need to do. Two, three yards at a time. Convert that third down short. Keep running 35 seconds off every play. And just keep milking that clock. So you see several kind of stuck with defenders who were on offense also just standing around with their hands in their hips wondering what in the heck they're going to have to do to put together at least one solid defensive series where Marple Newtown does not tie itself in knots. I don't remember three and out, do you, Bob? Um, no. Johnson Anderson again, hand off to Duffy. He gets across the middle, across the 45, 40, first down, 45, 40. He's dragged down from behind around the 35. Yeah, number, number seven, Matteo Portanova with the tackle from behind. Now a little bit of European flair. It's the only thing that could have stopped Ryan Duffy on that one. And he is up around 115 yards. Let's see how many additional on there. 17 rushes. Agardi at this point, prior to the rush, 7.2 yards, and there it is. 16 rushes, 144 yards on the day, nine per carry. Yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic tonight, hitting the hole unbelievably well. Ball at the 36-yard line now, 10:08 to go in the contest. Duffy, the lone man in the backfield. Christiana split wide to the left. Whiten is the blocking back. Let's fix a handoff once again. White on Gives it to Duffy. But it's an end around to White this time. Across the 30, across the 25. He's tackled at the 25, and a slew of penalty flags come out. 
I wonder what's going on here. A fumble by White, a flag on the play. The Pioneers made the recovery. An unfortunate circumstance for White, as we did see at the end of the play. Back on the offense before the fumble. That penalty will be declined. Result of the play, first down, Conestoga. As we saw at the outset of this first half, Ryan White forced up on his back above the turf. The ball just was wrestled away from him. So Conestoga comes up with the ball, but still deep in its own territory. The clock's still running. This time at the 24, as we have 9.49 to go in this contest. I'd like to see a little bit more mental bear down here on all sides by Marple Newtown. As it's a pass into the flat once again for Dexter Bridge. Wow, I'll tell you what, if he would have caught that, he would have been absolutely obliterated yep. by Ryan First. White on the coverage making up for... And I, don't want to, I don't want to accuse the young man of maybe pulling a Ricky Waters over the middle, but that was a little suspicious that Mr. Bridge Todd Pink's was there. there in time over the middle and... Yeah, a little Tyrannosaurus Rex arm there. Maybe saved him a little future trouble, but that might have been a first down had he come down with the ball. Probably the best ball thrown by Flatley all night. As we have executive producer Jim Allsman getting in on the action here. Through the headsets. Second and ten. Flatley rolls out. He's being pushed. He's being hit and brought down. Di Maria was first there for the sack. Pete Finnegan also. I don't know if Flatley felt the heat. But he was certainly drifting towards the wrong side, and Di Maria and his compatriot Finnegan were just right there from the get-go. Yeah, both coming from his back shoulder and making the stop. Yeah, no blindside consideration whatsoever. Loss of eight in the play, third down and 18. Let's keep backing themselves up here, do the Pioneers. Ball of the 16-yard line. Three wide receivers set, no, four wide receivers set this time. Flatley still not in the shotgun with Dennis, the lone setback. Flatley drops back. He pumps. He's hit. But it's complete to Dennis at the 20, across the 25, and finally dragged down maybe with a 26 or 27, but not too far. Yeah, Christiana making a stop. Di Maria again with another hurry. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, my voice uh, maybe sounds like I'm going through a little bit of puberty there, but I'll tell you what. Flatley was absolutely snockered as soon as he got rid of that ball. I don't know what snockered means, but I don't want to see it again suddenly su suddenly uh, violently falling backwards <laughs> this is another fancy almost made up word for being drilled <laughs> fourth and eight here for the pioneers again going for it now they have no other recourse really exactly no use in punting flatly not under center he's looking downfield he's got bridge once again he turns the absolute wrong way that ball was supposed to be an out pattern bridge curled in at the 45 he, I don't think he had any idea where that ball was coming because it wasn't like he had his hands up saying, I'm open. That's yep. just a clear miscommunication between quarterback and receiver there. So Took Completely the wrong route. Marple Newtown with 8-11 to go here in the contest. Gets the ball back deep in Conestoga's territory. Another good stand by the defense. Great Excellent. pressure again. No, no time at all off rushing or in the passing game for Conestoga. Yeah, Flatley's had to be quick on his toes tonight. Except for that one time when he was snockered. <laughs> the officials time out right now. Both teams still on the field. So we have a substitution number 78, Jeff Hegg. 6'3", 230-pound defensive lineman. Sophomore. 8'11", left-handed contest. 
So Johnson is under center once again. One wide receiver is Christian, it looks like. Duffy the man in the backfield. And somebody jumped. Looks like on Marble Newtown. Dead ball. False start. Offense. Five-yard penalty. Repeat first down. Might have been actually the center. Just raised his head ever so slightly. That caused Johnson to get a little hiccup and the penalty was called. So the ball is now at the 31. We have first and 15. That is Christiana as he was in the last play, split wide to the right. Duffy once again, lone man in the backfield. White, the blocking back to the left. As it's a fake keeper and handoff to Duffy. And he gets to the 30, but no further. Yeah, number 22, Bradley Herzlick, the linebacker, who we talked about a little bit in the open. Highly touted, but really hasn't had a chance to Yeah, No, no, I mean, it's not his fault, but there's... The Marple Newtown offense has completely neutralized any name yeah. on, on the Conestoga's defense. Got to give a lot of credit to the offensive line. Really played great tonight. A few yep. penalties, really creating a good push up front, allowing Duffy, White, and Diaguardi and Kasarski to really get through the holes. Uh, they gave Duffy a yard on that, so he's up to 145 yards on the day. And unfortunately knocks his yards per carry down to 8.5. Tough day at the offense. Yes, I know. It's a handoff this time to Kasarski. It's faked, but it's a fumble. Diego Picked up running with, with the footballs. Jonathan Hammer, and he's going to go to the house. All the way. Nobody in front of him. Touchdown, Conestoga. Well, you don't want to see that this late. So many good things happening in a botched fake handoff. It looked like it was going to Kasarski. Then the ball was spilled out along the near sideline, and it took a Sunday hop to Hammer, who raced 69 yards. For the touchdown. It was that same play they run earlier, the fake to Kasarski or, right. or Duffy, and then eventually it comes out to Diaguardi, but it kind of fell at Diaguardi, hit his foot, which took the kick out all the way to Hammer. Hammer basically fielded it like Jimmy Rollins' ground ball and well, took it all the way to right. the house. I mean, it, you can't have any control over it, but it was just a beautiful on-the-run play just to pick it up and go. And there's nobody going to catch him. Not at all. Stefano in for the extra point. The kick is up. Oh, Diaguardi got in there. It was a hair away from blocking it, but it is good. The kick is good. So a defensive, offensive miscue leading to a defensive touchdown for the Pioneers. It's now 34-14 in favor of the Tigers with 7-13 remaining in the contest. So the best part about this is that Marple Newtown gets another chance with the ball. Hopefully once again to put some more points on the board and gain a little bit more separation. And you got to think, Chris, a little more than half of the fourth quarter to go. You're up by 20. Another score, preferably a touchdown, is going to put this game out of reach. Yeah, you'd like at least one more score, whether it be a field goal or just want something to feel good about here in the fourth quarter because it's kind of a couple sloppy plays here and there, a fumble right there that we saw. So you just want to control the clock a little bit more feel good about it as you walk off the field because you deserve to feel good about your performance tonight. You've been dominant from the get-go. You just want to keep it going. As always in the early season, there's going to be some bugs to be worked out right. and just have to make sure you have to have a little bit more mental focus on the exchanges on these fakes. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's really just a, a lucky bounce that led to this touchdown because if that ball is on the turf, I have to believe that uh, at least a trio of uh, Wapple Newtown players would have fallen on it, such as their ball awareness. Nonetheless, the Stefano is back to kick at the 40-yard line. Duffy is the lone man back, stalking around at the 20-yard line. An onside kick. It's a squib kick there off the turf. 
Looks like it's somebody left early. <laughs> somebody or somebody, everyone. Yeah, right. So, so somebody meaning the entire right half of the line, <laughs> yeah. which is the near sideline nearest to us. Offsides on the offense. Five-yard penalty. Repeat the kickoff. So five-yard penalty area. So Stefano going to have to kick it all over again. Well, you have to imagine it's going to be the same exact thing except five yards further back. Exactly. So they have the hands team. They've got Christiana Kasarski. That hammer Steve, out there. He's going to pick it up exactly how he just picked it up. From Steve, the Steve DiMaria. Also Billy Weaverling. Stalking around about the 48. So it looks like it's going to be another kick again. Pounded off the turf and Christiana gets it around the 45. It goes through his legs somehow. Well, let's see who's backing up that play. Kevin Johnson. But Conestoga recovers. Yeah, number 20, Casey Akeda with a recovery. We called his name a lot tonight playing in the safety position. Made a lot of tackles, a lot of good tackles. And right there, it kind of stole it away from Christiana on the ground. That's tough. That's like a, a goaltender in hockey. You think you have the pad squeezed off through the yeah. five hole and it just squirts through you. And he had absolutely no recognition that it was behind him until it was too late. To be honest, it was a very good kick. Glad to Stefano there on the constant yeah. side. Just another bit of bad luck for Vince Christiana. He's played well tonight, though. So Conestoga will have the ball at its own 46-yard line with an official blowing the whistle. A lot of official timeouts tonight. And there seems to be a lot to sort out. And we're back ready. Flatly, finally, for the first time on a first down of a series all game, he's in the shotgun. Three wide receivers. He's back. He's under pressure. He's hit. He's down. Matt Gregory once again. Yeah, we don't have to tell you who it was. Matt Gregory having a career night. Third sack of the night along with one quarterback hurry that forced the Kasarski interception. Really played out of his mind. So that's on it. Just flatly, I mean, there's no fight in him. As soon as he sees Gregory, that's it. There's no, no attempt at eluding that tackle. He just goes right down like a ton of bricks. Yeah, Gregory definitely has his number tonight. 6.42 to go in this contest, 34-14. Yeah, what's that coming Loss of six on the play. Chris Stefano getting some time here at wide receiver, split wide to the left. And it would have been a, a complete pass to Rashid Williams, but... Motion in the backfield again. It's a good thing because Rasheed Williams had a lot of daylight right there. At least 15 Dead yards. Full start. Offense. Five-yard penalty. Repeat second down. And the hole keeps getting deeper. In spite of all the progress the Pioneers have made. Second down and 21 now. Really have to uh, commend the Tigers' defense tonight. They've stayed in the game mentally. They've played well. Like you said earlier, Bob, kind of that bend but don't break defense and stay right on top of their assignments. Played well. Well, it was a generous helping of the Pioneers hurting themselves. That adds to the fuel to the fire as Flatley's back. He rolls out. We don't know where that play pass is really going. In between Chris Stefano and Rashid Williams at the 35. So really right at the line of scrimmage again. And another ball that went straight into the turf. Yeah, he's just really stepping up and throwing it without even looking, to be honest. And I know that points to the execution side. Maybe his receivers aren't really running the proper routes in the proper right. time. Yeah, you don't like to be mean or anything like that. You don't want to talk the guy down or anything. But well, I mean, he is the, he is the opposition. <laughs> Flatley again under center. Four wide receivers. Leighton Dennis, the lone setback. He drops back. It's a quick drop. 
Hit at the line of scrimmage, but this time complete to Williams at the 43, across the 45, 50, 45, run out of bounds at the 40-yard line. Christiana forcing him out of bounds right there. Another funky little pass. Again, either it was tipped at the line of scrimmage or Flatley was so hurried and harried on that play, he just flopped it up there. I think it's a combination, Bob, of back foot, leaning over, throwing it sidearm almost, and he just comes out wobbly. But whatever happens, Williams was there for the completion of the first down. And kind of still operating in Marple Newtown territory once again. Ball spotted at the 43. Three wide receivers once again. This time it is Mateo Portanova. Near side left. Fatley drops back. It's hit at the line of scrimmage by Steve DiMaria. Batted away. Really good deflection there by Steve DiMaria. It's the second one of the night. He had one earlier in the third quarter. Now all he needs to do is get that big mitt right in, this, in the flight path of the ball. It's not going anywhere. So you have Matt Gregory and Anthony Deluzio coming out of the game. All these incomplete passes keep stopping the clock here. 5.58 to go. Well, that's what happens in a desperation offense. Yep. Second and ten. Flatley once again under center. Man in motion is DeStefano. Quick drop. He's under a rush. He's being hit, and he grounds it. Luckily, it was near somebody. And there was absolutely no idea where Flatley was going to go with that ball. And he just dumped it off, spiked it into the turf near midfield. Yeah, Di Maria coming off that other side again also. Yeah, but at least this, this time it was actually sort of a blind side, but Flatley paradoxically was looking that way for a receiver and was able to finally see it. Because if he wasn't looking that area, Di Maria had him for a hit and possibly a fumble. Yeah, I think we can safely say that Flatley did not want to get snockered again. Exactly. Third down and ten. 5.53 to go in the contest. Flatley in the shotgun. Four wide receivers. He's back at midfield. He's slinging it deep. He's got a man downfield. It is Williams. He was clearly held behind by an arm, and the officials are not going to ignore that one. Pass interference called defense. Yeah, Watkins with the pass interference. Sometimes that's all you can do if you know a guy's beat. It's sort of like the good penalty in hockey. Yeah, he saved six. But you don't want to see it this far downfield. Pass interference on the defense. 15-yard penalty. Automatic first down. So a little bit of a late challenge in terms of mental focus and physically bearing down here as Conestoga has finally put together something. They are down at the 27-yard line now of Marple Newtown. 5.48 to go. Still a comfortable 20-point lead. But you just want to see these instincts sharpened and honed down the stretch and see if the Marble Newtown defense can't rise up once again and prevent a score. Four wide receivers once again, flatly under center. He's looking left, looking right, slings it for the end zone. It is knocked away by Watkins. What a great play by Watkins. Jumping up at the same time as a wide receiver. Great pass deflection. For a half a second there, Rashid Williams had the inside track and boxed out Watkins, as it were. Came up with the ball, but on the way down, Watkins was able to get one good hand and one swipe in there and knock the ball away as yep. Williams hit the turf. Watkins made a lot of tackles tonight, and that was a great pass deflection. Just showing his all-around ability as a cornerback right now. Had Watkins not been there, that would have been first and goal at the 10. But as it is, second down and 10 from the 27-yard line. Once again, four wide receivers for Conestoga. This time it is a two-man backfield with Dennis and Eric Morano. And it's a fullback. It's a handoff to Dennis. 
He maybe gets to the 25 if he's lucky. Yeah, Kuzowski making a stop. So it's interesting. You see a little bit of an unimaginative offensive thrust there so deep in, in Tigers' territory. They gave him one, so third down and nine. And you've got to figure... I don't know what the kind of still good kicking situation is, but this is going to be four down territory from here on out. Yeah, it four, was four down territory a long time ago. <laughs> four wide receivers once again. Flatley drops back. He slings it over the middle. It is complete to DiStefano at the 20. I don't think he picks up the first down. We'll have to see. He was close, but I think it's a couple yards short. Cristiano on the stop. A big wrap up by Vince Cristiano there. Because Gordon again, Cristiano, uh, no but front. Other than Christiana for DiStefano, he would have had a clear path to the end zone down that far sideline. Fourth and three. 4.35 remaining on the clock. So they have to bring the house now on both sides. Flatley under center, four wide receiver set. Five-man front for the Tigers. Now a seven-man front. The pressure is on. It's slung deep. It is complete to Dexter Bridge. Bridge who's, making the catch. Who slides at the five. Johnson on the coverage. Duffy was there also. Well, they had to finally, had to get one, and they did. First and goal for the Pioneers. 4.20 remaining, 34-14 Tigers. But Conestoga is driving. Conestoga on the eight-yard line right here, knocking on the door, first and goal. Three wide receivers this time. Dennis the lone setback. He's going to have a little chuck and duck in the corner of the end zone, and it is caught. Bridge. Caught for a touchdown by Bridge. It looks like he might have momentarily bobbled that on the way out. But as you close. only need one foot in, yeah, we he got it. Replay up here. Bob, right at, so we're going to have to accept it. Touchdown right by at, Bridge. At, right at the back right corner of the end zone. Perfect execution. So it is now 34-20. And it looks like there's going to be an extra point here in lieu of a two-point conversion. The Stefano on for the kick. It is away. It is blocked. Blocked by Matt Gregory, of all people, Chris. Matt Gregory having an absolute fantastic night. He's been everywhere. He kind of just waltzed his way in there, blocked it with his right hand, and kind of like stood there like, oh, all right, I blocked it. Where's it going? And it just it laid dead right there, two yards in front of the line of scrimmage. I don't know if he knows something that we all don't know. He's created a different move on the line or something like that, but he is getting a great first step and just creating pressure all night. Man, I don't know what's in the water, but bottle it and sell it and keep these guys on it. His initials must be PSI. So with 42, sorry, 402 remaining in the contest, Marple Newtown's advantage cut to 14 points, 34-20. And we'll see, they've lost a little bit of their edge in the second half. But all they need is one more good drive, and I'd say conservatively, Three more first downs to kill off enough remaining time on the clock to put this one away. They see another onside kick here from DeStefano. They're lining up to the right-hand side. It is pounded into the turf. Kevin Johnson gets it. He fumbles it. It's fumbled forward. And still going backwards. DeStefano had it. Di Maria had a hand on it. First had a hand on it. But Conestoga once again comes up with it at the 40-yard line. It was DiStefano who actually came up with a recovery. It made its way back like a boomerang from his foot. Came back I thought he was swarmed under because he had that third chance. He went down, but I guess on the way down, it just lucked right into his possession. But that was weird. Remaining. Kevin Johnson looked like he had it off his hands into the air at the midfield, but it bounced forward. It hit the turf originally at the 45 
then stayed on the turf, but slid backwards again at the 40, where kicker Stefano came up with it somehow. Yeah, I couldn't believe it did not roll out of bounds. The amount of deflections it took just kind of kept huh. it in bounds. Sometimes you ask for small miracles, you get small miracles. It's a weird but place tonight, Bob. Now this will test the medal of the Marple Newtown defense once more. Three wide receivers this time. Gene Gibson, the lone setback. Akeda in motion. Akeda in motion. He's under pressure. Gets it out to, in the flat to bridge across the 40. He doesn't make the 45. First with a great tackle right around the ankles. Whiteside was there also, but first lunging and grabbing his right ankle of Bridge. Dexter Bridge, it really wasn't a dire situation. Bridge really wasn't going to go anywhere because he had the entire middle sealed off. But a good move not to get anywhere near midfield. Gain of only four there. Second and six from the 44. 3.26 to go. Four wide receivers this time. Gibson the lone setback. He's going over the middle again to Bridge. It's complete as he falls backwards across the 40. And they're saying no. Saying incomplete pass. That he I, think, it. I think he, it, the ball hit the turf as soon as he fell backwards. Right. Boy, that is a huge help to the defense. The official was adamant about it. He believed the call right away. He had it right away. And good spot there by the side judge. As it appeared like Bridge had possession on his way down, but it slipped away. Third down and six from the 44. 316 remaining. Marple Newtown, 34, Conestoga, 20. Four wide receivers, three split to the left, one to the right. Gibson once again in the backfield. Flatly rolls. He's hit. He's under pressure. He gets it off. It is completed to Stefano at midfield. Across the 45-40, cuts back behind the man. He's finally wrestled down at the 38. But there are penalty flags. Kelly making a big tackle, but I believe we'll have some holding on the offense in the back. That appears to be the call. I've already seen the, the, the sign towards Conestoga's sideline. Yep, there it is. Again, another big play being brought back. That is probably the one Achilles heel. When there has been execution for the Pioneers, the penalties have just absolutely mucked up the works. They really have. Holding. Offense. Ten-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. Repeat third down. Big ones, too. Dexter Bridge fell backwards fairly well into Marple Newtown territory, but now instead the ball is backed up to Conestoga's 28-yard line. They have to get exactly to midfield, so third down and 22 with under three minutes to go. Flatley still not in the shotgun, three wide receivers. He's under a rush. He's hit as he releases the ball. It is tipped away and almost intercepted by Brian Kelly. Proving he's a leader of this defense right now. Made a tackle on the last one. Made pass deflection right there. Rashid Williams was the closest man to the ball at Marple Newtown's 45, but Kelly was there right at midfield to step in front and knock the ball away. Well, fourth down and 22. This would be the time if there's some kind of wildcat or gadget play in the Pioneers' offensive set. Because what else are they going to do? They can't do the Andy Reid... You know, for the sake of the punting yardage, running play up the middle. Four wide receivers set, flatly in the shotgun. Gene Gibson once again the lone setback. He drops back. He's looking. He's looking like he's going to rush. He slings it over the mid of the field. And it looks like it was dropped. Incomplete pass. Watkins on the cover. It was dropped. Chris Stefano inexplicably goes up for that ball. Looks good. Steps in front of Brian Kelly at the 42-yard line. But somehow on the way down, the ball is jarred loose. 
by his own hand, apparently, or by the force of his fall backwards. Incomplete. So this looks like it'll do it. Barring any kind of mental mistakes. All you need is one good first down here as Marple Newtown gets the ball at Conestoga's 28. With a two-touchdown lead. And precious, precious little time for a comeback now by the Pioneers. Yeah, big stop by the Marble Newtown defense right there. 2.40 left in the game. Diaguardi, Kosarski in the backfield. It's a straight hand off to Kosarski up the middle across the 30, 25, and bulldozes his way down to the 20. Eight yards on the stop. Number 30, Jerrell Clark on the stop. So when in doubt, put the snow plow and the bulldozer in there. One of the biggest gains right off the bat of the quarter for Marple Newtown's offense on the ground. So Conestoga calls a timeout with 2.23 to go. We'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Back to live action here. 2.23 to go before a huge victory for Marple Newtown. 34-20. Carl Kosarski just bull rushed his way. Up the middle for eight yards, so it is now second down and two from the 20. So the Tigers officially in the red zone, just waiting on that one more first down, I figure, Chris, before they really can say this game is wrapped up. Yeah, one more first down would really kill the game. They want some more time right on the clock here, set it back to 2.30 or 2.30. So they're going to go back? Yeah, they are going to go back. 2.30, we have it now. So seven no, well. seconds. No, they're just making us all... Eager with anticipation, just you know, about seven more seconds. Kasarski and Diaguardi in the backfield. Second Duffy in two. as the blocking back. It's a fake to Duffy, handoff to Kasarski. I don't know if he gets more than, than the line of scrimmage there. Yeah, Bradley Herzlick was right there. Really the first time we've seen him pounce on the tackler tonight. Pounce on the ball, excuse me. He looked like a tired linebacker right there. Now with 2.24 to go, Conestoga, I believe, takes its third and final timeout. They do. Well, you know, you wonder why they're doing that. I don't really have... There's no really, they're exactly. They're really, they're really, it's not really necessarily an open-ended rhetorical question there. The it's just that, you know, okay, you've had two miraculous onside kick recoveries for your only two scores of, the con- of this fourth quarter. Yeah. What are the chances another one's going to happen? But also, what are really the chances that you're going to get the ball back? Right. You figure that this is well within Adam Fender's range. So it's at least going to be a 17. You're going to need three scores in about a minute and 45 or less. Yeah, I mean, I would really like to see Fender come out and kick one, to be honest. That would be the nice... Icing on the cake. Really, you know, like a low line drive, skirting these guys' helmets, putting a little fear of God into them. Yeah. I just yeah, got a feeling it. this first down is going to come down right here. 
Well, we've got Duffy and Kasarski here in the backfield. Third down and two. No gain on that play. Diaguardi in motion. It's a handoff up the middle of Kasarski. He gets the first down, but he fumbles the football. It's picked up by Johnson, who's carried forward and still gets the first down. He does. Boy, I'll tell you what. You're right. This this game is starting to take on a little bit of eerie proportions, yeah. although there's there's no full moon or anything close to a full moon yeah. tonight. First down there by Johnson. Bradley Herzlick on the stop. So there you go. It's uh, Johnson picks up three yards. It's not how they drew it up, Bob, but first down's a first down. No, exactly. As long as the ball bounces the correct way and it's picked up by your, your teammates. It again seemed to be that play where they fake it and then Diaguardi takes it on the outside, which was working in the first three quarters of the game. And then this next fourth quarter here, it seems to have hit kind of a roadblock. So hopefully they can work All that right, out because exactly. it was very successful. And if it's going to happen, if it's going to happen, it might as well happen when you're up by exactly. a couple of scores. Exactly. Good point. And we have a Marble Newtown timeout. Well, now we have 2.16 to go. This is turning into an NBA game in a second. Exactly. Right? Well, you know. Yeah, talk yeah, about except, that, Bob. except there's what? I believe that's uh, Eminence Front now coming from the uh, from the loudspeakers, which is the I still is the pregame intro song for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Of course, the the legendary Who song from 1982. Right. I wish Dirk Nowitzki was the 76er. So, I just want to set this up because we will talk about this in the end. Definitely set it up. It's worth worth noting. There are four particular beat writers in the Delco Times who picked a convincing, if not rousing, Conestoga victory with a superb defensive effort. And that has clearly been flipped, at least through the first three and a half quarters. And we'll talk about that when the game is finally over as we have a first and ten from the 16. It's a handoff to Kasarski, who gets across the 15, maybe to the 14. That's really all you need now. Yeah, and he's hit there by Mateo Portanova, who's made some tackles here in his second half. Every single one of them, by a convincing margin, at least of 13 points. In my hell, the worm has turned here. It is Marble Newtown about to hold on and successfully finish off what is now a 14-point Victory, looking for more. Second down and eight from the 14-yard line, 140 to go. Three-man backfield, Duffy, Kosarski, and Diaguardi. No wide receivers, and really, why would you need that unless you needed to prove a point? It's a handoff up the middle for Kosarski. He's trapped behind the line of scrimmage. It'll be third down, but that's going to waste off another 35 seconds. Portanova making another tackle. As we are taking... Towards inevitability here at Harvey Stadium. We're going to bring up a third and ten now. Clock just approaching a minute five left. And let's see what Johnson and the boys have here. Third and ten. Well, once again, well within Adam Fender's kicking range. No wide receivers once again. Duffy lined up as a blocking back. Kosarski and Diaguardi. Duffy in motion. It's a fake handoff, but Johnson's going to keep it. He's hit behind the line of scrimmage, but finally pushes forward to the 15. So, Yeah, Bradley Herzlick in there again, number 22. 35 seconds left. It'll be fourth down and long. And they're just going to run as much time off the clock. Yep, I think we can almost 
as they can muster. Now they're going to have to have one more play. One more play. And if they don't get it on fourth down, so what? Because the game will be over. Yeah, they almost might just back up, run around, and Johnson 15, had to throw away. 15 seconds left, 12. We are 10 seconds away. And it looks like there's going to be the victory formation here. There's a flag for the delay of game with five seconds left. And, you know, sometimes you just don't like these games being played. You want to be able to celebrate this victory, and it's just another little damper. Holding things off for another one minute of real time. Fourth down and 14, it looks. The Tigers would have to get to the six for a first down. Delayed in the inevitable here, Bob. 20 yards for a touchdown, but I don't know if there's going to be any Dan Marino-type fake spike touchdowns <laughs> coming because there is something that Ray Junta and his coaching staff uh, imparts to the students. It is you win with class. And yep. No kind of bizarre gimmickry. So Johnson under center. He, just he fakes the handoff. He's going to run. Yeah. He's back at the 30. And he takes a knee at the 32 as time runs out. And there you have it. Great win. Fantastic Another win. shocker already early in this Central League slate. As we have the Marble Newtown Tigers coming up with a 34-20 victory over Conestoga. Running their record to 3-1. And, and we'll be back with the wrap-up. After this short break, you're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Hey, Tigers fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? Because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly Soft Pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, even for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website at phillypretzelfactory.com for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory... It's not a real pretzel. Marple Newtown Tigers Football 2009, heard exclusively on the Tigers Radio Network. And still jam-packed Harry Harvey Stadium here in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, where the Marvel Newtown Tigers have moved to 3-1 and one on the season by downing a very tough Conestoga squad, 34-20, a Conestoga squad which came up with a huge 14-7 victory last week at Garnet Valley, but did not play up to that potential for nearly as much of the game as they should have. They made a late charge to erase a 34-7 deficit, but just could not quite get there. And we are back live. Bob Herpin along with Chris McSweeney, Steve Scaleri at the controls, executive producer Jim Allsman. And Chris, let's recap 
one of the best games of the season. Yeah, I just have a couple of notes here, Bob, from throughout the game. I wrote down we have a good dominant effort on all factors of the game, special teams, defense, and offense, and just some couple notes. The offense came out real strong. Great special teams play all night. The wing T came back. We saw that. We talked about that early in the game, how we think they should establish the run and really show how they play on offense. It looked great. It was really good clock management. They ran the ball real well, taking care of the clock, keeping Dennis and Brooks off the field for long periods of time, which proved real good in the end. Ryan Duffy, going to give him a lot of credit tonight. He was absolutely fantastic with close to maybe even over 150 yards. Ryan White had two touchdowns. Kasarski ended up with two touchdowns. And Johnson a big interception as well. A, yep, I was going to make that. The defense looked really good. We gave up points late in the fourth quarter, but that's just one of these things. It's, it's hard to stay dominant for so long, to be honest. Got to give credit to Matt Gregory with two sacks in the one hurry that led to the Carl Kasarski interception, like you said. Steve DiMaria had a hurry and a sack. And then Kasarski also with that interception. And I, like you said, I, I feel like there's got to be a lot of parity in this league right now because this is kind of – it's kind of – who wins on a daily day, week basis right now? Well, both teams coming in, we're two and one, and tied for fourth place right. in the Central League. But that is a huge victory as Marple Newtown's facing three straight stiff tests beginning next Friday night at Haverford, then two weeks from now against Strathaven at home before the game on the 16th of October against Powerhouse Garnet Valley. And I have to have a special shout out to Johnny Watkins. Yeah, definitely. Who. He didn't have an immediate impact in terms of statistics, but he was right there as a defensive back with several good strips, some good pass breakups, and well, although we don't like to see injuries like this, he basically eliminated Blair Brooks from the contest roughly midway through the fourth quarter, You know, sending him to the hospital basically with what appears to be a knee or leg injury, and that was pretty much, even at the time when Conestoga was feeling a little bit more momentum, they kind of cut their heart out a little bit. Yeah, Watkins really played fantastic tonight. He really did. Well, once again, 34-20 final. And one thing before we go, we want to just say that in the Delco Daily Times this week, John Lone, Chris Vito, Anthony Sanfilippo, and Matt Smith all predicted Conestoga victories. 21-7, 21-10, 20-7, to and 26-7. Some of... The comments where linebacker Brad Hertzlick carries the Stoga defense. Tigers can't keep up with Pioneers. Pioneers might be most underrated team in district. And Tigers don't stack up against Pioneers. And, well, Chris, I'm sure you'll agree. From every indication, the exact opposite from the get-go happened all in favor of Marple Newtown. And, you know, these guys are all professionals. They're, they've seen Central League football. They're called upon to make their predictions. Sometimes they're wrong, and sometimes they are really wrong. And today they were really wrong, and I wonder what they're going to write this week to put on what I'm sure is a full stop and reverse after seeing Marple Newtown coming up with this unexpected victory. Well, like I say, Bob, is that's why they play the game. That's right. Everything can be done in your head and on paper, but until you get out there between the sidelines for a full 48 minutes, you don't know what's going on. Exactly. So Conestoga. Falls to 2-2 two and two on the season. They will play two games at home, October 2nd hosting Radnor, and the following week hosting another Central League powerhouse, Ridley, before October 16th. Big matchup once again with Strathaven. Mobile Newtown's got to feel good about themselves. 3-1 and one heading into enemy territory at Cornog Field next week. Of course, we will be back. Our next podcast will be October 9th when Marple Newtown, presumably with another win, in its pocket, takes on those mighty Panthers of Strathaven. 
So you can read more about this game and get coverage of the entire 2000 season provided by Chris McSweeney and Steve Scaleri on eyeofthetigersblog.com. So for caller commentator Chris McSweeney, able producer Steve Scaleri, statistician Sam Snyderman, game clock operator Frank Rufo, head football coach Ray Junta, athletic director and assistant principal Dennis Reardon, executive producer Jim Alsman, I'm Bob Herpin. Thank you for listening this evening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Our next podcast from Harry Harvey Stadium will be presented on Friday, October 9th, when the Marple Newtown Tigers play host to the Panthers of Strathaven High School. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. Next week, the Tigers will travel to Haverford High School for a 7 p.m. kickoff on Friday, October 2nd in Havertown, Pennsylvania. Coverage of that game will be provided by Chris McSweeney and Steve Scaleri of the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Until then, for Chris McSweeney, Steve Scaleri, and Bob Herpin, I'm Jim Alsman, wishing you a great weekend from Harry Harvey Stadium. And go Tigers! Can't learn about-